Welcome to this week's Priority Now podcast, encouraging women to become better disciples of Jesus. Every week we hear from women just like us that are being intentional to know Jesus more and to make Him known. Here's your host, Carmen Halsey. Hi, ladies, and welcome to this week's Priority Now podcast. I hope your week is going well. It's always fun to join you back here on Friday for a next episode of the Priority Now podcast, where I get to spend time hanging out with a friend, a sister, in that Illinois Baptist Women community and get the opportunity of introducing that friend to you guys. And today's no different. Um, So today I have a friend, a sister of mine, Kara Frankfurt, with me. Good morning, Kara. Good morning, Carmen. I am glad you're here. I'm thankful to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Yes, yes. Ladies, I met Kara, I'm going to say in the last five years. I'm going to make it general, Kara, because I know we've crossed paths probably before we actually got an intro, you know, an introduction. But it's really over the last year and no, I'm going to say the last three years because it, Kara, I lose track of time. It would have been pre-pandemic. Um, It was pre-pandemic, I think, when I actually got to connect with you, and I believe it was over Children's Missions Day, that you really hit the spotlight for me. And and what I mean by that is we were having conversations, so relationship was able to start building. I started to actually see who you were and get get to know you a little bit. Have I got that timeline right? Yeah, yep, I think it was. Yep, leading right up into the pandemic. Yeah, definitely. And ladies, Kara, Kara um, lives in, or she goes to church at Charity in Carlinville, Illinois, which is not a huge mega church. It's a small church that sets out more, you, you would say, rural. There's several other church options in the neighborhood, but it's where God has positioned Kara. And that's why I want to, that's why I want you to get to meet her today so that you can see some of what God is doing through her. And, and our whole goal, Kara, when we do this is that we just spotlight ordinary women <laughs> So that when we hear stories of what God's doing through others, we begin to maybe see ourselves in those stories and it opens our eyes to look around and realize, well, God's kind of given me those opportunities too, or look what he's doing, doing in my life. Wonderful. Well, let's jump in there, Kara. I know a little bit of your story, you know, and so I would like you to unpack that just a little bit for the ladies. So I I would like you to go back to just a little bit of the pre-marriage so that we can see your education and your training, a little bit of your story, because I think it's so valuable to where God has you positioned right now. Sure. Well, I am a farm girl through and through. I was born and raised on a grain and livestock farm. I did my education at the University of Illinois in Champaign-Urbana, and I majored in agribusiness, farm and financial management, and economics. After college, I met my husband, and he is from Carlinville, so that is why I'm located in Carlinville. And here in Carlinville, we live on the farm, on a grain and livestock farm, and thankfully getting to raise my family on a grain and livestock farm. We attend the church that my husband grew up in, which is Charity Baptist Church. Growing up, I grew up in a United Church of Christ, very faithful family, very Christ-centered family that I grew up in. It was always church before farming. And we praised God. Of course, we milked the cows, then went to church, and then uh, back to the fields. Um, I had a grandma with great, great faith, and she instilled a lot of lessons in me. And then I also had an aunt who was our youth leader and music director. And boy, she taught me some super fun songs that I like to pull out of my pocket now and use with the youth today. But God had a great plan for me that um, I honestly didn't anticipate unfolding before me. But as prayerful as I can be, I, I go where God leads me. 
And when he led me to Carlinville, I knew that the church we would go to would be the Baptist church. And I learned a lot through reading the Baptist faith and message and very excitedly joined Charity Baptist Church. And when we started our family, I was very excited to be able to raise my children there at Charity Baptist Church. The time when my husband and I started going there, there weren't a whole lot of younger couples there at the time. And over the past 12 years that my husband and I have been married, our young adult and youth program have, oh my goodness, just grown exponentially. It's amazing, absolutely amazing to see how God's light has shined in this little lighthouse in the country. <laughs> and people are coming and, and we're learning together and we're growing together. And it, it's been a really beautiful thing. God laid on my heart. It was, uh, of course, after becoming a mother and doing the teachings at home with my with my kids at a very young age. We're always reading the Bible. That was something we do still today, of course, but we we open up our Bibles, we get into the word right away in the morning. That's that's how we start start our mornings. But I knew that God was laying on my heart that this was something I can uh, get, and it's it's something that I can share with others. And I love working with children. I love working with people in general. So it was something God really laid on my heart. And so when I was asked to join the Sunday school teaching team at Charity, I of course jumped on board. I was a little nervous because our kids are, are they were born within three years of each other. So we had three under three at one point. And so that's when I started getting into teaching Sunday school. And it, and it felt a little scary at first. It felt like I had a lot on my plate. But of course, God is so good. When you pray to him, he just, he spreads your energy where it needs to be spread. And he gives you the time that you need to have to share his word. And I've been very thankful for that because he's been very faithful in, in showing me the ways that I can share my energy and share my time in a multitude of ways. Kara, I want to just keep leaning into that because that that's one of the things I think that just makes you so beautiful. And that's what I love about your story is because you start from the education and, and I'm watching it kind of unfold and God's not wasted any of that education, that knowledge, but it's coming in a package, maybe a little bit different than you anticipated it would come in or what somebody may have been trained to expect in a typical career path. And, and I remember, you know, a little bit of your story when you told me, was it in the Quincy Beardstown area that you were working? Yeah, um, my husband and I met because I was pursuing my degree. I worked for the USDA Farm Service Agency, as did my husband. And that's where we met was when we were both working for the Farm Service Agency. So I'm, I'm thankful that that was where life had me going at that time because that's when <laughs> I met I met my better half. <laughs> so I love that. That's that's good. Just for my own knowledge, 4-H, are you involved in 4-H or your children? Yes, yeah. That's I, what I thought. I, 4-H and the kids are all um, involved, actively involved in 4-H. Yes, we are very hands-on on our farm. Um, it takes it takes everybody. <laughs> we have over 200 head of cattle, and of course the corn and the soybeans. And it's a family effort. It's my it's my in-laws, it's my sister-in-law, my brother-in-law, my nephews, and my kids. And we all enjoy the family aspect of working together on the farm. Great grandpa, he's even in there. My kids' great grandpa, our grandpa Frankfurt, he's still actively a part of farming operation too. And that's, that's really special when it comes down to the farming side, to be able to, to share that across the generations, to be able to see God's work unfold through the farming aspect. But I, I like to pull the farm into my um, lessons at church also. I like to see that as the feed my lambs, tend my sheep. When you start thinking about how that was presented in John, where I'm actually here feeding actual animals. But when I when I look into the world, God has me feeding the lambs and teaching, teaching those about Jesus. But then 
and also tending to the sheep because I like to reach out to those who are more mature in their faith and, and we can just kind of lean on each other and lean into each other as we grow in the word and mature in the word and the wisdom of what God has to provide for us. That's good. Kara, I want to let that be a pivot then, because you are integrated, as as many women are, into a lot of aspects of your local church. And so when we say, you know, you're a small church that's having truly a huge lighthouse impact, I love that, because we always say, how's your church a lighthouse? That it shines to a community and a community can see you as a go-to place to help them have a need met or navigate a patch of waters or a stretch of road or a journey in life that they may be walking. And I always say, we may not necessarily have to be the one that has the resources, but if we can be that trustworthy faith that that they can trust and build a relationship, then, you know, say they trust us to walk with them, to connect them. And I see you do that. I see you do that. So that's where I want it to be a pivot, because I'd like for you to share a little bit with the women. Your church has been through a hard time. Your pastor passed away recently. That's and you were very close with the pastor and his wife. And truly, because one of the things I remember you tell me, Kara, is that he saw you and he listened to visions that God had gave you, ideas. I call them visions, ideas. And he would get behind you to say, how do we make that happen? And and ladies, if you're listening, I want to I want to endorse Kara here. She is not this arrogant woman that's just jump in, take charge and get, you know, and get things ruffled up. No, I mean, she comes in with elbow grease, a very sincere heart, very much humbles herself. And I'm watching God. I'm watching the verse Kara lived out that God elevates you in his timing. And that's what I've watched in the church, in your family, and also in the school system now and your community as as you've walked through, a, I'm going to say a refiner's fire. You went in solid. It was nothing that you individually done, but it rippled out and impacted you. And you've walked this with people you love and walked it well. But you've also been a key instrument in providing leadership into that local church. But at the same time, your life isn't just one aspect, which is why I ask you to come in today, because you demonstrate the life of women. We're integrated. We don't, we live our lives holistically. So as God, I want you to be able to get to the school part, too, you know, as God has you positioned there. So if you don't care, keep talking so the women can get to know Kara and continue to tell a little bit of that story in your journey. For one, a testimony to what God's doing in your life, um, but also how you know now it's time for you to grow and get stronger. You know, you've been part of some cohorts as you're increasing your capacity, but also to encourage another woman, Kara, that may be finding herself in similar shoes. Sure. Well, I truly believe that I was created for a purpose such as this. God has placed me in different life paths of others that has helped me to grow as a Christian, um, help me to make connections with others, help me to, to touch others' lives and, and introduce Jesus, but also also to grow grow together with others too. It was right when the, the pandemic had hit and the schools were short on, on help. Prior, prior to that, I should say, I enjoyed being a volunteer however I could at the school. I just, I enjoy working with the children. My mom was a school teacher, so I guess I probably get a little bit of that from her. But I, uh, I appreciated being in the classroom to be a helper. That's probably my, my biggest spiritual gift from God is just flat out helping. I just like to be a helper, however, however I can be. But I was asked 
didn't come on as a as a substitute when that when we were faced with the the pandemic regulations and things like that because the school system was just short short on that and um, I was more than willing to to help out with that. What I like to do when I when I'm in the school is just be be a person of hope and joy and listen to the kids, but to be a helper. Not and it's not even just for the kids. It's it's for the staff. It's just to be a solid, consistent person that can share the joy, share the hope, and let others wonder where that joy and hope comes from, and then let that lead into more. What has beautifully happened and so thankfully happened is that I got to meet a lot of different families through my work at the school. And with that, that has grown our church family out at charity, which has been so exciting to see the new faces out um, with us that join us for Wednesday night worship and, and Sunday morning worship. And I attest that to my my time that I, I've been able to share within the school. And I and I appreciate that God has placed me there. He's definitely using me in ways that I didn't didn't even know were ways that were going to be so valuable in sharing his mission. And I'm so thankful that he has the best plan for all of us. But I, I do keep myself busy and involved. I like to connect with the community. So with our church group, we have partnered with another church in Carlinville and we help pack um, what we call Saturday snack, which are weekend snacks for the kids. It's a little mission project that our church group does but we um, are connected with another church in town. We like to also help that church with a, a lunch bunch program in the summers. We like to serve our community by working at the food pantry. We just really like to send our ourselves out into the community. We are a country church, but we like to be right there in the thick of what's going on in town so we can use the gifts that God's given our church family. We've really been blessed with a lot of generous people who are just very eager to make disciples of as many as we can and are supportive of the people that we bring in, that I bring, that we brought in to our church family and supportive of helping that discipleship creation. So it's um, it's been really neat um, to watch God's plan unfold. That's what I'm enjoying watching because I, I just, I'm watching it unfold because you are so involved in the community and I know you're juggling a lot of balls and you don't just show up to the table. You bring excellence, Kara. And I'm not just saying that. I watch it. You you bring the best of Kara. And, and so you do things to intentionally, what I call increase your capacity to be the strongest Kara that you can. First, grounded in God's word. You know, that relationship is number one. And it's obvious we're seeing everything else pour out of that. But what I love about it, you're you're just being you and being intentional to to show up wherever God brings you that morning. Yes, I have a big heart for people, young and old. So being intentional to make sure their their needs are met and to be that ray of hope and joy and that helper that they might need. That's that's where I am. That's where I feel God has definitely gifted me that I can do that for people. Okay, I'm going to go very specific on you because I know our audience and I want them. I want to be able to leverage some of what you've learned and what you do to help equip the Carmens out there. So when you had a vision, you would take it and you had ongoing conversation with your pastor. And some of these were out there ideas or some of these were startup ideas or some of these were take something from the ode and maybe put it in, you know, put it in new skin and relaunch it again specifically with the children and students in mind. But here's here's what I want you to talk to us about. How did that make you feel as a leader in the church when, you're, when your pastor heard you and got behind you and it would encourage you, not do it for you, but would encourage you to go? How, how did that make you feel? I felt an extra support, like there was an extra hand on your back saying, 
you can do this. I mean, you, you, you know, God, God's there. He has your back. But to know that there was another prayer warrior behind what you were working on just added that an, another sense of peace and, and joy and excitement behind what you were trying to do. Losing pastor was, was really hard. He was um, definitely a man who was excited to share the gospel and excited about different and new ideas. And when I, for instance, I, I said, hey, I really think that Charity could have a softball team in the slow pitch softball league. And he said, well, I'm not going to be on the team, but I will support you and pray over you finding people to be on that team. And that was honestly such a fun endeavor. And I'm glad I had his encouragement behind that, as well as once the word got out, there was, of course, several that, that were encouraged. But that was another way that we've been able to be out in the community and people see you doing that and, and invite people in. It was an outreach too. We've had people uh, attending the church now after having played softball with us. So it's just amazing the different ways that God works through you. And then of course, pastor was the number one cheerleader. I don't think he missed a game. <laughs> he was he was always there to cheer us on. So never, never wanted to take the field with us, but always there to cheer us on. So, and then with the youth, when I said, I think we need to start, I'm going to, we need to be serving meals on our Wednesday nights every night. And I know that's a big endeavor, but we, we need to do this because I think it'll be just easier just coming from a mom standpoint. Like we just, Wednesday can be, can feel rushed. And I don't want that to be what families feel. I want them to feel like, Hey, we're going to come home home to church and we're all going to sit down together. We're going to have a meal together and they don't have to, they don't have to worry about the preparations of that or the rush behind getting, you know, their family fed. They can just come and enjoy and enjoy the fellowship and enjoy the time of getting to speak with other believers and, and a time for the children to come together and we can learn and grow together. And, and it just builds a sense of community and family within our church. We try not to ever miss a Wednesday because it's, you really feel it when you miss a Wednesday, because it's just that, that sense of family and community that we just really enjoy that time together. And it's a time that we can worship and grow in God's word. And then also be very mission driven. We find ourselves in town working on different local missions on Wednesday evenings also. And that um, brings us great joy. I love watching that and um, and definitely seeing fruit of that. And um, as you as you're part of the school, as you show up again, you're integrated. You're in a position, I, you know, that you said. I think your first you told me you said, Carmen, I'm the lunchroom lady. I'm the resource lady. And and I was like, I know all your education and your strings, and I know where you're at season alive. But you looked for an opportunity to follow your kids and get into the school. And as God's positioned you, you're in and out of several classrooms. And we were joking the last time you and I had coffee because there's one classroom. You're all, you, I think you said, I'm going to graduate with these kids because you keep ending up with that group of kids. But what I'm loving about it is, and you've already said this before, some of those kids are showing up at that Wednesday night dinner and they're bringing parents with them. And now you're meeting people in the community and, and they're, you're being approached. So you're Mrs. Frankfurt because they hear so much about you. 
But as you know, as I'm doing a study on the New Testament church, Kara, I'm really I'm really learning the biblical importance of breaking bread together and inviting people to that table. Exactly what you've opened on Wednesday night, because the church is a family and family sets shoulder to shoulder. We don't set hierarchy by who does this job or who has this education, who does this title. And there's something about shoulder to shoulder being family that just in normal conversation, I may hear that you have a need and I may be sitting over there thinking, man, I've got surplus in that area and I can help meet that need. And I'm just realizing that was the early church, how simple that the rhythm was meeting on a regular basis eating together. It was table table fellowship. And I think that's one of the things that that you're demonstrating on that Wednesday night. And it's open to the community, but you also, it's not just you, you have other people out in the community, but everybody's being intentional to invite people back to that meal. And there's something about that access and acceptance that I I believe God uses that. And, and I'm learning that fresh. And again, that's one of the things I so love about your story. Thanks, Carmen. I really, yeah, I go from lunch lady at school to serving meals at church. No, but that's a, it's a, it's been really, truly a blessing. God uses me in different ways. And I honestly just, just pray where he puts my next footsteps because I, I don't know what lies ahead, but I'm thankful that he does. And I'm thankful that he provides me that time and that energy and the resources and and the connections that I need to live out his plan for me here. And I have been truly blessed with all that he has provided me. And I am excited that I can, can let others feel that blessing of what he's provided in my life, that I can share that beyond beyond my family, beyond my church, but into the community and into those that I meet as I'm out and about each day. That, that's evident. Well, Kara, as we wind down, speak to that audience, speak to the Carmens out there, right, sitting in the churches that may be listening today. And what would you say to encourage us, but also to spur us on that for us to show up to the life that God has for us? I think even if it feels intimidating, the power of prayer, I know it gets said over and over again, but the power of prayer and that just that conversation that you can have with God, he will show you the way. Even when it feels like a wall to climb and um, maybe even a little bit daunting or scary, God has, he has your back. And so you just need to put one small step in front of the other. Sometimes I come to points where I just, I, I pray out to him and I say, I, I actually need a sign. I need a physical sign. You're going to need to just show me because I'm feeling, I'm feeling a little bit hesitant. I'm feeling not as full and as confident in, in this path that you have me on. I need a sign. And he never ceases to amaze me with the signs that he brings. I it was just a couple of weeks ago, honestly, and life was just, I wasn't sure, you know, I just, things were feeling a little uneasy with just, I don't know, there was just a lot of different things happening in the church and at home. And I said, God, I just, I just need sign. Today's one of those days. I just need a sign. And this was my prayer before walking into school. And no sooner did I get my stuff sat down, there was a classroom coming down, coming down the hallway. And the student stopped to his teacher and said, I see Mrs. Frankford, can I go give this to her? I made something for her. And the student came up to me and handed me a picture that says, God is so great. And he said, Mrs. Frankford, I made this for you today in art class. I was thinking about you. And it was the sign that I needed. It was the sign that I needed. Amen. 
Amen. That is such a good story and so demonstrates, friend, what I see in you. I, I want to be more like that, you know, with, with my life. And I love that you see people, you see them as God sees them, you know, and that's the leader in you that um, and your influence is being cultivated. You see a preferred future for them. You're willing to reach into their brokenness and you bring the hope because when you pause and you see them and you speak into the lives in a way that they know you see them. And when somebody experiences that, man, they, they're drawn to you. And then what I love is you have a place to draw them to, and that's where you pull in the church, but it is still you positioned along with many others, which is where we see, ladies, the importance of relational evangelism. God puts us out. We build relationships with people. They start to trust us and we invite them into our lives until they trust us enough to invite us into theirs. And I love that concept, Kara. Thank you for sharing some of your time with us today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for inviting me. It's been, it's always great to sit and chat with you, Carmen. <laughs> we like our coffee times, girls, that catch we up. So, so let me use that as our weekly commercial. If you're not connected to the community, get connected. God does not mean us to walk it alone. We've got others to, in the family, his family, to spur each other along and to be able to share and encourage and build and share resources and so forth. So if you're not connected, you can find us on Facebook at Illinois Baptist Women. You can follow us on Instagram at, at Illinois Baptist Women or Check out our resources on our website at ibsa.org backslash women. So ladies, this is the sad part. We got to wind down the podcast for today, but we do thank you for joining us. We thank you for Kara. You're going to see her contact information in our episode notes, if that's okay with you, Kara. Absolutely. Okay. Thank you for joining us. Have a great rest of your Friday. Have a wonderful weekend, a blessed Sabbath, and I'll see you back here next week on the Priority Now podcast. You've been listening to the Priority Now podcast with host Carmen Halsey. Resources mentioned today are listed in the episode notes in the podcast app. Stay connected with us through social media and our website, ibsa.org women.